South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, especially a Adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf flow, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this almost Friday Thursday. Uh, we're just uh, regathering ourselves after the big Super Bowl week. We come to you live and direct from the South Point Studios here at the South Point Hotel Casino Complex on the Las Vegas Strip, this fabulous strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we welcome you to the show. This is the uh, this is the studios, and this is the uh, location where you can see us and listen to us at the South Point Studios at YouTube. Just go to YouTube, punch in South Point Studios. You'll see us and hear us. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. We welcome you to the show today. Of course, our other outlets include uh, our website streaming, our audio website, of course, the audio streaming on the website, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. Your iPhone, Android, you get the KSHP app, and uh, you just uh, put that on your device. I say sometimes phone, but it's really a device now, right? And you can listen to us on your iPhones or your Androids, and certainly anywhere you get your podcasting as well. And here in Las Vegas, 
Our anchor radio stations here in Las Vegas are Sports Talk 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. So we welcome however, wherever, whenever you get us to the Race Day Show for this Thursday. Ramping it up for the weekend, now we turn our attentions to the Kentucky Derby, which is about 11 weeks away now. And, of course, uh, the Kentucky Derby prep races are starting to get uh, bigger and bigger with the uh, leaderboard points available in those races. For example, this weekend we have two races that will have Kentucky Derby uh, points influences. That includes, of course, uh, the big racing day out at the fairgrounds where the Risen Star, part of the Louisiana Derby Series, will hold 50 Kentucky Derby points. And uh, the uh, at Sunland Park, the Sunland Derby, will hold 20 Kentucky Derby points. By the way, in that race at Sunland uh, Park, the Sunland Derby, trainer Phil D'Amato has three horses. They, uh, I should say not three horses, but he has the favorites in both the Sunland Derby and the Sunland Oaks. He's sending horses there for those races. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, the Sunland Oaks doesn't have any points for the Kentucky Oaks, but still all in all, uh, hey, there was a vacancy on the van, so why not take a horse down there and go along with the, his derby horse as well? Uh, the Risen Star, Steve Asmussen, Todd Pletcher have a couple of entries each in that race. And by the way, I could tell you that Risen Star field is really one of the most uh, deep and competitive fields in Kentucky Derby uh, prep races so far this season. We'll get into that a little bit later on with uh, Jonathan Hardoon, that's for sure. And of course, uh, tomorrow, uh, a half a world away at Maidan Racecourse in Dubai, there will be the UAE uh, Oaks. The UAE Oaks will have 50 Kentucky. Oaks, leaderboard points for that race, trying to get some of the Europeans over here for the Kentucky Oaks. And, you know, the Derby, of course, first Saturday in May, big day of racing, big day around the country, really, because like uh, everybody is a football fan on Super Bowl Day, it seems like everybody becomes a a horse racing fan on Kentucky Derby Day, that's for sure. But uh, the Friday, the Kentucky Oaks Day of racing has become very popular and very big. And, And, of course, the Kentucky Oaks, always ladies first. And so the Kentucky Oaks will be on Friday before that Saturday, uh, the first weekend in May. Uh, On today's show, we have Jonathan Ardoon standing by. We're going to go over some of the Derby horses and the leaderboard, because don't forget, Pool 4 of the Kentucky Derby Future Book, Paramutual Future Book Wagering starts tomorrow, and it will go through Sunday. So you get a chance to watch the Risen Star on Saturday and form your opinions maybe on a horse that may be in the uh, 40 positions uh, for the Kentucky Derby Paramutual future book uh, in that race, and, and you can make a decision then if you want to, that's for sure. A horse called Locked is the individual 10-to-1 favorite right now in the future book pool before they open up, obviously, the betting tomorrow. And, of course, that's the individual, but uh, the big favorite, of course, uh, most of the time in all of the paramutual uh, pools up until maybe the last one is all others which means there's 39 horses that are have an, an, an individual spot in the future book uh, pool, and then everybody else gets clumped into the all-others, and right now the all-others is at 2-1 to one favorite on the morning line of the future book before it gets started. So we'll wait and see about that as that moves through the weekend. I also want to remind you that Monday is President's Day, a holiday here uh, for most places around the country. I know we don't get mail on President's Day. That's always a good deal, so you don't get any bills or a lot of those flyers in the mail. But in any case, uh, there will be racing at, uh, there will be some holiday racing at uh, several tracks. We'll have that menu 
uh, for you. We'll give you an update on uh, what's going to be running that normally doesn't run on on Mondays for the President's Day card. But we also know automatically that Santa Anita will be running on Monday a President's Day card. However, Golden Gate, which was scheduled to have a President's Day card on Monday, uh, to go back and forth in the state of California between Santa Anita and Golden Gate for players, couldn't find enough horses. They're not going to run a President's Day Monday card at Golden Gate. Wait and see about that. As far as the weather is concerned, well, I can tell you right now here in Las Vegas, it's 51 degrees, which is a whole lot. It feels like summertime almost here because we're used to, you know, getting up and rolling into the studio here right around the freezing mark. But uh, right now it's 51 degrees out here in Las Vegas. We're going to get up to 63. So the span of uh, temperatures from the morning till the top out, not that big, but it's going to be about 63 today. And it looks like this is the type of weather we'll have for the rest of the week here in Las Vegas. However, there are a few storm systems going on starting in the northern part, nor- the northern western part of the country. We'll wait and see how far down these systems come as far as making their way past Southern California and through here in Nevada. And, of course, uh, on the East Coast, they had that snow that came and went, and uh, they're waiting for a little bit more weather this weekend as far as that's concerned on the uh, east coast so we'll wait and see how the weather plays into the racing conditions around the country as far as uh, track conditions for uh, today and through the weekend that's for sure all right well let's take a look at what happened yesterday we had three selections from our handicappers jonathan hardoon gave us a couple of selections and rich ang gave us one uh, jonathan hardoon's first pick for us at gulfstream park was the eighth race on the card that horse chloe's joy which was 7-2 to two on the morning line with I read Ortiz, uh, Jose Ortiz, I should say, uh, came in and won and paid 440 So he was bet down, but a winner is a winner. As we say, you can't take what they won't give. And so uh, Chloe's Joy gets the victory for Jonathan in the eighth race history at Gulfstream. As far as Jonathan, others picked, did not get there in the fifth race at Tampa. And Rich Ang's selection in the eighth race ran second. So he finished a live horse's our handicappers keep giving us, and that's all we want. On today's show, as I say, Jonathan Hardoon will be with us. John Lindo, of course, uh, with us today because we have a special Thursday racing card at Santa Anita today. Yeah, this is the makeup card from last Friday when they canceled out due to the bad weather. So we start out the week today with a special Thursday card at Santa Anita. We end up the week in Southern California with a special Monday card at the President's Day giving us these days and times, a very unusual five-day run through Southern California racing at Santa Anita from today through Monday. So John Lendo will be along with us with that. Of course, Rich Ang will be with us as well. And uh, we gave Jerry Jackowitz the morning off, so Jerry won't be with us. But he did leave us selections for you, so he'll, you'll get some selections from the Power page, that's for sure. All right, we're going to get started with this almost Friday Thursday Race Day Las Vegas radio program coming to you live and direct, as I say, from the South Point Studios here in your gaming capital. Don't forget to subscribe on that YouTube when you get to watch us and listen to us, okay? We'll be right back. Don't go away. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Okay, back on race day from Las Vegas here at the South Point Studios. And uh, all I can say is uh, for a few uh, quick uh, notes on some uh, news in racing, uh, the New York Racing Association is going to form a committee to study artificial surfaces. I know, I know Jonathan Ardoon is shaking his head no right now. But they, they, are, they said they announced yesterday they're going to form a committee uh, of other prominent racing organizations as well to study the impact of various racing surfaces, injury rates, particularly focusing on artificial racing surfaces. So we'll have to wait and see about that, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, the Withers winner, Uncle, he- uh, Uncle Heavy. Uncle Heavy is stuck at the farm due to a herpes virus quarantine. So this horse can't get out to continue his run for the Kentucky Derby and prep races. So he's uh, still stuck on the farm there. We'll wait and see where he goes. And I got to tell you, one of the really neat racehorses in Southern California of all times, Brickyard Ride. The seven-year-old has finally been retired. They retired Brickyard Ride from racing at age seven. He was a blazingly fast California bred that won eight stakes races at Santa Anita, including three graded stakes races. He has finally been retired at seven years old. And um, we uh, might as well just get started with the menu. No more. We're going to get started with the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook. Simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone because we're here in Las Vegas in the Pacific Time Zone. And these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks today. So if you're listening in the Pacific time zone, hey, these are your post times. If you're not, however, listening in the many other different uh, you know, time zones from around the world that we deliver the show to, well, you're going to have to adjust from the Pacific time zone to whatever you're in so you don't miss anything. Don't miss an opportunity of making a bet. We don't want you to do that. Okay, I miss mom and dad. Just make sure that you uh, have Pacific post times adjusted to wherever you're at. All right, here we go. We begin with uh, Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park has their rainbow pick six jackpot standing at $120,177. They have a first post time of nine races at Gulfstream today at 9-10. 9-10, first post at Gulfstream today. Then we go to Mahoning Valley, Mahoning Valley Racecourse. Now, Mahoning Valley Racecourse has a pick six jackpot carryover, $3,860. Their first post time for eight races at Mahoning is set at 9.45, 9.45 at Mahoning today. The Fairgrounds, Nolans, you're getting ready for that big Saturday card at the Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds first post time today is at 10.45. Nine races at the Fairgrounds and a 10.45 first post there. It good feels too today. All right, Turf Paradise is next. Talk about the weather around the country. I can tell you this, the temperatures, how about uh, 73 degrees in Phoenix today? That's where Turf Paradise is at. By the way, your Florida racetracks, Miami 76, 
going to be just great racing there. And by the way, L.A. has got uh, their temperatures today will reach 67 right there at Santa Anita. Turf Paradise today, first post time is 11.05. First three races will be quarter horse races. The first race is going to be a quarter horse stakes race at 300 yards for three-year-olds. Then the thoroughbreds will kick in, races 4 through 11, and they have four, uh, make that, I'm sorry, uh, three thoroughbred stakes races as well as the quarter horse stakes race today. The eighth race will be the $60,000 Walter, Walter R. Kluwer Memorial at a mile for four-year-olds and up. Uh, that sees a field of eight, and in that race, Redline is the three-to-one favorite there. Asiel Espinosa going over to ride. And then the uh, two Arizona Breeders uh, Stakes, one for three-year-old fillies at six furlongs, the other for Colts and Geldings at six furlongs, will be the 10th and 11th races on the card. 11 races overall at Turf Paradise today. And again, their first post time at Turf Paradise is set at uh, 11.05, 11.05 Turf Paradise. Then we get the Sunland Park. They're getting ready for their big weekend there with the Sunland Derby and the uh, Sunland Oaks as well. Nine races today at Sunland Park. First post time is at 11.25, 11.25. And then we have a racing card today at Santa Anita. We do. Oh, yeah. Santa Anita's first post time for nine races set at 12.30. And this was uh, basically the card that was scratched out last Friday when they canceled. So today they get to run those races. Nine races today at Santa Anita. First post time is at 12.30, 12.30 at Santa Anita today. And then we go to Turfway Park in Florence, Kentucky. Turfway Park has a pick six jackpot carryover, $30,198. Nine races today at Turfway. First post time is 2.55. And yeah, they got plenty of horses in those races. Big fields at Turfway. By the way, they do run on that uh, synthetic course there at Turfway. All right, Penn National is next. They've got seven races today at Penn Net. And a first post time there with a super high five jackpot carryover of $6,225 is set at 3 o'clock. Delta Downs will kick in with an eight race card at 315. Charlestown, uh, they have uh, racing at Charlestown races today. Pick six jackpot carryover. $43,415, and that wraps up your Thursday racing menu. All right, now let's go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? Good. I'm kind of excited to see uh, the the uh, Risen Star at uh, Fairgrounds uh, today. Uh, I mean, uh, Take a look at it today, but uh, the horses that are in it that are on the leaderboard and top-ranked horses on their way to the Kentucky Derby with about 11 weeks to go. And, of course, that race will be on Saturday. But uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, you know, there uh, there's some, uh, you know, the Track Phantom, one of the top uh, uh, horses right now on the leaderboard is going. You've got uh, Honor Marie, who was, uh, you know, uh, won the Kentucky Jockey Club as a two-year-old uh, going uh, today. You got the uh, Sierra Leone, a horse I know that you like, the off, uh, Gunrunner Offspring, uh, trained by Chad Brown, and uh, quite a few others. I mean, you know, it's, it's not going to uh, We've got uh, Catching Freedom. Your man, uh, Brad Cox, has got Catching Freedom in there. And uh, Real Men Violin, also uh, finishing second in the Ch- Kentucky Jockey Club in his last start, so he'll be making a, his uh, debut in a. Uh, stakes race as a three-year-old and uh, Hall of Fame, another uh, top runner there who just won a, a nice uh, maiden special weight race at the fairgrounds for Steve Esmus and going in there. Looks like a darn well, good of all field. The der- of, all the, 
Of all the Derby Point races they've had so far, this is by far the deepest field. I mean, you know, you could possibly see the Derby winner in this field. You know, last week we were discussing, we said we're not going to see the Derby winner in this race or that race. But this race, Ralph, I think it's loaded. I think there's a lot of potential superstars uh, in this race. And I think this is the most contentious of all the uh, point races so far that we've seen. Well, I know a horse that you're taking a strong look at, uh, believe it or not, is a horse uh, trained by Chad Brown. Now, Chad Brown is not, his M.O. is not getting horses to really gear up from two to three-year-olds to make the, the triple crown. He's usually a guy that likes, uh, you know, the older horses developing a little bit later on, certainly turf horses, he's, uh, his, that's his forte. Right. But he's got this Sierra Leone uh, that's, uh, I guess, uh, showing him that he, he has a lot of talent early in his career. Well, this was a highly regarded uh, young horse. They paid over $2 million for him. And in career start number two, the race that he ran at Aqueduct was probably the best race run that day, even though he didn't win. No horse, no horse made up any ground. The track was a complete conveyor belt that day. This horse came from out of the clouds to just get beat. He actually took the lead and Doorknock came back and got him because the inside was totally the place to be. This horse was totally against the track. The race that he ran that day is uh, by far one of the best, at that point, two-year-old races that you'll see. And uh, he's really uh, has the potential to be really a good one. He was supposed to be good. Like I said, they paid over two million dollars for him so you know a lot of times these two million dollar horses don't work out uh, this may be a case of where it really works out you know uh if they had coupled entries in this race as far as the trainer entries are concerned i think steve asmussen's horses would definitely be the favorite here he's got track phantom who is uh, one of the leaders uh, right now as far as uh, the rankings on many of the different uh, websites for uh, horse racing and he also has hall of fame a horse who uh, has a lot of potential as well yeah, I'm telling you, Ralph, this race is loaded. You have you can make a case for a lot of horses. It's a terrific betting race. Whoever they decide to make the favorite, I would try to beat because I think there's the horses with a lot of potential here. And uh, we haven't seen the best of them yet. And maybe Saturday someone will take a giant step forward. And, uh, of course, your man, Brad Cox, has his horse in there. Uh, and uh, you're um, catching freedom. Uh, what about him? He's fine. I mean, you know, he's never done anything wrong. He's lightly raced, and you can never count Cox out because he doesn't send them to post unless they're ready for top performance. Well, now, you know, uh, they also have the Rachel Alexandra that's on the same card for the three-year-old Phillies, and that that, that holds, uh, you know, uh, leaderboard points, uh, 50 of them, as a matter of fact, just like the Risen Star for the Derby, 50 points for the Kentucky Oaks. And as you see, the leaderboard for the Kentucky Oaks right now, West Omaha, who is uh, third right now, uh, third right now on the uh, the leaderboard uh, with 25 points is in that race. And so is a horse called VV's Dream for Kenny McPeak that has 18 points there. So it's going to be a shakeup in the Kentucky Oaks uh, leaderboard as far as the points, the leaderboard points as well in the racial Alexandra. And uh, that looks like a pretty darn, darn good field, too. They've got seven going in that race. Yeah, it's a little short, only seven horses. You would have hoped you may, you know, maybe to get a few more. Uh, obviously, the race looks like a two-horse race, VV's Dream in West Omaha. And, uh, again, short field. Uh, Cox has Tarif in there. He's got a couple other horses as uh, well as Alpine Princess. So 
you know, he got he has three of the seven horses in the race. As Smusen has a few, so it's going to be an interesting race. Uh, I gave a slight edge to VV's Dream, but again, uh, you know, let's see the odds when they come out, and let's see who the favorite is. All right, and of course, you know, uh, we were talking about as the year began uh, that Fierceness was the uh, big horse because he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, he won the uh, Eclipse Award for the best two-year-old. But he ran a banged-up uh, clunker, kind of, in his uh, three-year-old debut. I understand that uh, the Florida Derby, though, will be next for him. I guess he's going to pass up the Fountain of Youth. Yeah, it looks like they want to take a step back with him. Uh, listen, he has four starts. He ran very well in two of them, and two of them not so well. The thing about him is, though, both the races that he ran very well in, he made the, an easy lead, and uh, he didn't have all, he didn't have to overcome any adversity. You know, I don't know how it's going to be in a 20-horse field. If he doesn't get the lead, he could be in trouble. So everyone was handing the title to him not so fast. And, of course, uh, Timberlake, a horse that we forgot to mention there, uh, also uh, lining up for, uh, I believe, the Rebel as well, right? Yeah, for Brad Cox. So, you know, don't worry about Cox. He, He will be well represented, I'm sure. Well, now, uh, I, I take that back because he's not in the field, is he? No, he's not running no, Saturday. No, no, he's not in the field. He was supposed to go in the Rebel, but he had a little bit of a setback, but he'll be okay. So we got that that race there. Of course, we got the uh, Sunland Derby, which has 20 points to it. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a nice starting point for some horses that are trying to edge into the uh, the big picture for sure. <laughs> And uh, who knows who's going to be running in the uh, the Oaks uh, down there at Maydan uh, tomorrow. But it's it's starting to get interesting, that's for sure, with these three-year-olds. But as you said, and as I believe, right now the Rebel is uh, by far uh, the most uh, competitive and deep field of uh, derby prospects uh, as we move into, uh, you know, getting into 10 weeks, uh, 10 and weeks plus. 10, 11 uh, weeks yeah. out, Ralph. We're yeah. getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're getting closer to jumping on a plane and getting out here because we'll have our usual Kentucky Derby seminar, that's for sure. And uh, I'm I'm sure that we'll have a, a special for the Kentucky Derby somewhere on this uh, this network that week as well. Well, uh, we got a winner yesterday, uh, Jonathan. What are you going to do for us today? Well, we're going to look at a race at Gulfstream and a race at Santa Anita. Let's do Gulfstream first, and let's look at the seventh race today. And I like the number one horse in here, Stuck in Malibu. This is a four-year-old filly from the Patrick Biancone barn. Junior Alvarado aboard to ride. She's listed at four-to-one on the morning line. She makes a third start back off of a layoff. She has the advantage of breaking from the rail, going a mile and 70 on this torpedo. Full field of seven. I like number one, Stuck in Malibu, to win today's seventh race out at Gulfstream park all right uh, about uh, a, a complete continent away from malibu but uh, the horse named malibu uh stuck in malibu is going to win the uh, seventh race today at uh, at Gulfstream by virtue of uh, jonathan ardoon's uh, prediction so in the seventh race number one stuck in malibu junior alvarado aboard jonathan ardoon's pick in the seventh race at Gulfstream. four to one on the morning line jonathan your influence is uh, starting to affect the tote board buddy well, I don't know if that's the case, but uh, they seem to land on a lot of horses we give out. Well, you, you know, you guys, you guys, all our handicappers look for live horses that are positioned in uh, in races that uh, can win, and uh, that's what we're looking for. That's for sure. Got something at San Anita today? 
Yeah, let's look at the third race, a mile on the turf. And I like the number seven horse in here, Anna Karaya. Anna Karaya, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a seven horse in the third race today. A uh, mare from the Ryan Hansen barn. I like the rider switch to Antonio Forceau. I like the fact that this horse stretches out today. I think her best races are going long. She's listed at six to one on the morning line. I think she's going to get a good setup in here. I like number seven, Anna Karaya to win today's third race out at Santa Anita. Well, whatever way we want to pronounce it, uh, we just want the seven horse to win the third race today at uh, Santa Anita. Third race, the seven uh, with Mr. Fraisu aboard. The seven in the third race is your selection at Santa Anita. I think it's uh, Anna Correa. I don't know. Anyhow, yeah. it's the Close seven. enough. The seven horse in the third race. That's the way we're going to look at it. There you go. Sure. Now you have, uh, you have uh, uh, how many cheats today? Two sheets. Okay, you got Santa Anita and Gulfstream, both a uh, pick out of those two Correct. tracks. So make sure you get to Jonathan's selections. And I know, Jonathan, you're already starting to work on all those big races uh, for Saturday. And uh, I would imagine, are you going to have a go- uh, fairground sheet for Saturday? No, we'll just do the stakes on the radio show. I'm not uh, putting them up. So if you want to hear this, the rundown, Tune in on Saturday. We seem to uh, span the globe and get all those stake races. Yes, we better. That's for sure. People are interested on the road to the Kentucky Derby. That's for sure. All right. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Uh, And we will, uh, by the way, is the snow gone now? Yeah, but it's freezing, Ralph. It's 25 degrees and it feels a lot colder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, stay warm, my man. That's for sure. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. You got it. And uh, we'll be back, uh, hopefully, with uh, Rich Ang, who is uh, hopefully standing by. Don't go away. We'll be right back on your almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas show. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, specially adapted adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered.
All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas, and uh, now we're going to go out to Rich Ang standing by. And uh, Richie, I guess we're now settling in and taking a look at uh, the run to the Kentucky Derby, my man. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to comment about that horse I gave out yesterday on the radio show, uh-huh. the one World's on High. If, if people saw the race and bet like I did on a horse, you had a, an upset stomach because this horse was absolutely locked and loaded. And uh, the kid, Kevin Gomez, this may be the last time I bet on him, Ralph, because he, he, he was locked and loaded on the horse, stayed inside, stuck behind a wall of horses, Ended up second at four to one. Uh, this horse was tons the best. So uh, um, that, that may be my last Kevin Gomez bet for now. Uh, the the uh, saying on a horse like that is all dressed up and no place to go. Yeah, he was well, man. He was ready. He was ready. I mean, if, if he could have found some place to run, all he had to do was drop his head. I don't think he even had to coax him that much. This horse was just ready to take off. Uh, but, uh, you know, racing luck does come into play. That's for sure. Anyhow, uh, Rich, uh, now that we've got the Super Bowl behind us and, and uh, you know, now, of course, they all get into uh, looking towards next year, etc. We do have a, another football league, though, coming up that is combining two of the spring football leagues uh, that were separated a couple of years ago, I guess, uh, for uh, survival, I guess. These two are going to combine now. What do you think is going to be the reception of people watching spring football, even though... Uh, these two leagues coming together might have a, a lot uh, better product to, uh, to give us this year. I'm really optimistic about it because I know last year, Ralph, um, I did follow the XFL and I did bet it and actually made m- money. I mean, not not serious money like sure. the Super Bowl, but yeah. I made money. And uh, uh, and then the, uh, following the XFL season, they had the USFL season. They didn't overlap. Uh, but they were spring and summer football, and now the two leagues have combined. And I think the biggest uh, thing uh, as far as uh, its impact on football is the fact that uh, dozens and dozens of kids in both leagues got opportunities to um, go to training camp in the NFL. Quite a number of them actually made uh, NFL uh, rosters, and uh, they were both good betting products. So uh, you just got to do a little bit of homework, obviously, because – it's almost like having a whole bunch of expansion teams where you have a lot of players thrown together. But, you know, he had some uh, seriously good uh, experienced coaches and uh, good assistant coaches. And so uh, the quality of play was, was fine. So I fully expect the league is now called the UFL. I guess it's called United Football League uh, and has eight teams. But uh, I fully expect to take a look at it and uh, throw a few bets in. I got to tell you, uh, some of the other leagues that have tried in the past were not uh, accepted or embraced by the NFL. But it looks like they got the, they got the good housekeeping seal of approval from the NFL because uh, they were running a lot of commercials during NFL uh, playoff games, etc., uh, for this new league. And and I know there's a, a lot of uh, people uh, that uh, we respect that's a part of uh, that new league. So. Uh, it uh, it might work, and it, you know, obviously, it's it's a good um, you know uh, platform for a lot of uh, players that are trying to get into the NFL. Yeah, because every professional sport has minor leagues where players who quite are not quite ready for prime time, uh, you know, need a little more tune up, and sometimes there's some uh, veterans who fall between the cracks and are looking for a chance to extend their career, and uh, they're they're willing to play 
in, in a minor league to, to show uh, general managers out there that they still have the mojo to play. So, um, you know, I think the NFL should definitely support this league. I don't know whether they have a financial interest or not in, in the league or the franchises, but certainly uh, from what we saw last year, a lot of the players got chances to suit up in the NFL and also made practice squads. And, uh, for example, I know the, the Bengals, when Joe Burrow went down, uh, they signed the St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback, A.J. McCarron, to um, back up uh, you know their quarterback, uh, Jake Browning. And uh, he was a former Bengal, you know, from previous years. But that was just like one example of a player who got a second chance, and uh, he's in the NFL now. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, professional uh, leagues uh, have what they call their farm teams, and uh, maybe this is going to be uh, their farm team as well. It used to be, uh, well, I guess it still is. The NFL was always the uh, college football was always considered uh, their farm team, but uh, things are changing, and this could be exciting. That's for sure. We'll wait and see. Because if it has any of the type of uh, electricity uh, that uh, the NFL had week after week on the weekend, it, it'll go. That's for sure. Plenty of room for everybody, I guess. And uh, also, one, there are one more point I want to make too: is sure. uh, both leagues actually uh, experimented with different rules, and this allowed the NFL to actually observe from a distance different types of rule changes. And uh, I believe some of those rule changes are going to make their way into the NFL. So that's another. Uh, angle too is it's kind of like a petri dish that uh, they can try new ideas, different ideas, and maybe maybe you know adopt them for the NFL. No question about that, and that is an important factor, I think, Richie. And as you know well, when you're taking a look at these games and maybe want to play them as you did in the NFL, uh, you got to n- understand the rule changes and uh, what the the rules are, uh, you know, for scoring purposes, etc. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I read an article, or at least I saw the headline in the first paragraph, that the NFL is thinking about adopting uh, uh, a kickoff rule from the XFL. I, I'm not even 100% sure what what the rule was, but, uh, you know, the, the way the kickoffs are nowadays in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, something like 80 or 90% of them are touchbacks. Sure. Sure. And uh, while it's good for player safety, uh, it doesn't really add much excitement to the game, but uh, supposedly the XFL did something last year which was uh, which they liked. So uh, I'll to take a look at the article again and see exactly what the rule was. And you know that comes to that point comes to play with the uh, Super Bowl this year. I was seeing around some people that when it got to overtime, uh, they were not really sure of the new tweaks and the overtime rules as far as the scoring, etc., for the Super Bowl in the playoffs. So. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's certainly interesting. That's for sure. Hey, we got racing today at Santa Anita. Yeah, yeah, I got a sheet. Uh, we got five days of racing, and uh, I guess I'll be one of the observers. To, to hopefully that they have enough horse population to make it to Monday with a racing card, because that's about what they're going to schedule about forty-five races, Ralph, uh, this week. And uh, yeah. Uh, some of the fields have been a little tight, but hopefully they can make it through and have a good product for all of us to take a look at. Well, you know, um, it, it looks like a competitive card today. A lot of a lot of the races today have seven horse fields, but they're competitive seven horse. That's uh, for sure. Nothing's a, you know laying over the field like a one to five or a three to five shot, at least on the morning line. So we'll wait and see. Want to remind everybody out there that although we talk a lot of sports with Richie because he's kind of like our sports guy on this horse racing show. Richie does have a horse racing sheet every Southern California racing day at the Race Day Las Vegas uh, website. You just go to our website, click on Richie's uh, icon, 
and you'll get his selections for Santa Anita, uh, especially uh, for today, for example. Uh, Richie, where are we going? Yeah, and also uh, let me uh, put something out there. I don't want to assume that uh, some of uh, the new viewers uh, watching on the South Point uh, channel that uh, are familiar with me, but uh, I was the horse racing writer and handicapper for the Las Vegas Review Journal for 20 years yeah. before I retired. So uh, I, I was in the local newspaper every day handicapping Del Mar, Hollywood Park, San Diego, and Los Alamitos. So um, I, I have a lot of experience in that regard. And, he's, as as and he still does it, folks. He's still uh, handicapping those races, that's for sure. What do you got for us? Let's go to race number eight, Ralph. This is more of what I call like a tourist type uh, winner type. But uh, I like the number three, Matanzas Creek. Uh, who's turning back in distance from a mile. This horse has good tactical speed. Flavion Pratt rides, but at uh, 9 to 5, I think this horse is in the right spot. It's probably going to be a single for me uh, in the horizontal. So, uh, number three, Matanzas Creek in the eighth. All right, number three, Matanzas Creek. That's in the eighth race. Nine races today on the card at Santa Anita. In the eighth race, you like the three horse, Matanzas Creek. And if you're using it, uh, you know, if you're playing pick threes and pick fours and pick five, even the late pick six, uh, it's nice to get a singleton in a race so you can build on either side of it uh, to get best chances to uh, cast that bet. That's for sure. So eighth race, number three, is your pick. And, of course, for the rest, just go to the racedaylasvegas.com websites. Thanks a lot, Rich. Hey, thanks, Rob. Good luck, everybody. All right. Coming up next, John Lindo. As I say, we gave uh, Jerry Jackowitz uh, the day off, so John Lindo will be with us. But I will give you Jerry's picks as well on the uh, final segment of this almost Friday, Thursday show. Don't go away. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. Okay, I want to remind everybody out there that we have some great shows on this South Point Studios uh, YouTube network, and uh, we start off the uh, mornings uh, Wednesday through Sunday, but you got uh, Punchlines with Frank Nicotero. He's always got something up his sleeve there. you got to watch uh, Frank. He's on Monday through Friday from noon to 1, and then Sports by the Book. How about seven days a week, Monday to Friday from 3 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon and Saturdays and Sundays when the activity is uh, a lot. As far as sports is concerned, they follow us. They're on from 8.30 to 10 a.m. Great shows all, and uh, you uh, will benefit by uh, watching and listening to those guys, that's for sure. Hey, let's go out to uh, John Lindo standing by right now. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine, my man. Uh, I know that um, we have a racing card today at Santa Anita, but uh, looking forward to the weekend with uh, with the big uh, prep race there at uh, at the fairgrounds, the Rebel Stakes uh, seems like to be a very deep field of horses. The first time that you have really a competitive field of horses that are on the leaderboard, not only for the rankings by handicappers, but also with the uh, points uh, getting as well. 
they can add another 50 points for the Rebel on Saturday. And uh, did you take a glance at that race? Just look at the entries. It's easily the deepest derby prep we have had so far. And I think part of the key, Ralph, is it's going a mile and an eighth. So they get a little bit extra distance. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing horses like Sierra Leone come in. And we'll see how far track Phantom can carry his speed. Uh, Hall of Fame, the, the stable mate of, of uh, track Phantom. Uh, I tell you what, he was uh, he ran on the undercard the day the track Phantom won last time. And he was he was spectacular. So... We'll see how he fits stepping up in class. And, again, you got a lot of horses from a lot of different barns in here. It makes it a really interesting race at a distance that will tell us a little bit, too. We're going to learn a lot in the Risen Star this weekend. Well, you know, the Daily Racing Forum on Fridays always comes out with uh, their their top uh, 20 horses uh, or so uh, from their handicappers. And uh, it seems like Fierceness, who was at the top for a while, has been bumped off a little bit. But uh, I'm sure that they'll... Uh, They'll go ahead and and uh, try to regroup with fierceness in the in the Florida Derby, but uh, as far as Southern California is concerned, it seems kind of like I don't know. We got a big vacant hole there because all the best the three year olds in Southern California are under the tutelage of Bob Baffert, and no matter what they do in Southern California, and I mean even winning the Santa Anita Derby, they just will not be allowed to run in the Kentucky Derby. It seems an injustice for the horse, the owner and certainly the players, uh, but that's the posture they have taken at uh, Churchill Downs, and it doesn't look like they're going to change too uh, too soon. Well, they won't for this year. We know that, and you know, and it's not a national rule. This is a Churchill Downs CDI house rule, so there's one group of people that can change the decision, and that's uh, Churchill Downs. And I guess we'll find out after this derby and at the end of this Churchill meet if Bob Baffert will be allowed to run in 2025 uh, he's had no violations, no infractions since he served the 90 days and then the, the house ban of two years, you know, a couple of years ago. They extended it last year just because, and we'll see what Churchill does now. But, uh, you know, watching these horses pop up in the Bob Baffert barn, he's always got good three-year-olds. We saw Maymon stretch out to a mile last weekend. You know, I wonder if some of these horses might be considering going over maybe for the UAE Derby or something like that since they can't go to Kentucky. Yeah, because the purse value at the UAE Derby is worth the uh, the jet ride over there, that's for sure. And that is part of, of course, the Dubai World Cup evening of racing at Maydan Racecourse. As a matter of fact, tomorrow they have the UAE Oaks for the three-year-old fillies, and uh, that'll hold 50 uh, Kentucky Oaks leaderboard uh, points there. And uh, that would be a good uh, spot to, to take a horse. Uh, but again, Bob Baffert, if he was to take one of his three-year-old fillies there, would only be there to uh, garner the the money from that purse. He won't be allowed to take that 50 points and and go into the Kentucky Oaks. Right. Well, if he does decide to take a three-year-old or two over to uh, Maidan City for that uh, the, the big night that they have out there, the World Cup night, you know, he's got extra time to bring them back to the United States for the Preakness or the Black Eyed Susan or get ready for the Acorn at Belmont and Saratoga. You know, there's a lot of moving parts into this, and you got to remember, one of his big owners is Zaydan Racing, so he, you know, he's from that part of the world. Yeah, no question about that. It's a dynamic that uh, many of us thought we'd never see, but uh, as uh, we move forward into the Kentucky Derby, because there's no, no right now, there's not really that buzz horse for the Kentucky Derby. You know, like everybody's trying to take a shot out, etc. Fierceness had that small pedestal 
uh, because he won the uh, Eclipse Award and certainly the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but that's been tarnished uh, since his last start. And nobody's counting this horse out because this horse, by the way, when he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, the race before his Breeders' Cup Juvenile race was a clunker, too. So uh, this horse uh, might come back and, and reestablish himself as the uh, the leader, but right now he's not. And there's a lot of horses out there that are trying to vie for that position. I guess it makes um, for horse racing uh, a lot more, um, you know, uh, better for us as players, etc. But I'm not sure it's uh, it's it's good for the general public and trying to embrace a horse that can go in the Kentucky Derby that they're all thinking could be a super horse to watch to draw the attention of those on the perimeter of horse racing. Well, Ralph, we know as horse player, you know, yeah, obviously has the ability. He's good enough to win the Kentucky Derby, no doubt. But as horse players, you know, can you trust him? He's let the public down a couple of times. Uh, and again, like John Harduna said earlier, he hasn't shown the ability to overcome adversity. And, and how many people, uh, how many horses get a perfect trip in the 20-horse Kentucky Derby? It just doesn't happen. So you better be able to, you know, get yourself out of trouble and put yourself in the race and then fight if you're going to win that race. So he's got some, and he's only going to have one more prep now, I think, the Florida Derby to get there. So he's going to have to step forward in that next race. It's huge. Turning our attention back to Southern California, and this is not about the Kentucky Derby horses that uh, aren't going or are going or anything else of the such. I guess there's going to be a meeting this morning at Santa Anita. Uh, with the California Horsepower Coalition talking about the deficit in, in in the purses that have already been handed out in Southern California, something like over uh, $2 million overpayment to, to horsemen, et cetera, and how they're planning on handling that deficit like the state of California has a deficit. We're wondering how that's going to handle. And I guess they're, they're going to have representatives from most of the uh, key organizations uh, there today. I think that coalition get-together today is more of an industry, what we're doing for the industry, what it provides to the state as far as, you know, jobs to the state, how much it means in monetary value. Uh, the purse overpayments, that's going to have a lot more to do with uh, groups like the Third California, you know, the racetrack itself, the people in the purses, uh, and where we stand financially. So I think they're, they're apples and oranges to kind of what industry means to California so we can try and get some legislation to help us move forward a little bit out here. It's, it's been a rough go. Yeah, John, we're having a little bit of uh, technical problems with you. I, I understand that you're not using your usual uh, setup uh, to come to us today from your office, and um, so you are breaking up a little bit. Uh, so. Maybe we ought to get right into uh, your selection for today at San Anita. But uh, I got to ask you uh, now: your your uh, for the rest of the weekend, you'll be doing San Anita sheets through Monday uh, President's Day, correct? Did we lose John? Yeah, I guess we did. San Anita through Monday, uh, we'll do the coast to coast pick five on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, uh, so uh, did you hit me. Or Okay. No, you were okay. breaking. You were breaking as up. As far again. as play, Ralph, we'll go to race number nine at Santa Anita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got. Uh, uh, this is. Uh, I, uh, okay, John, you got me. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see if we can get you again, John. Go ahead, John. Repeat yourself. 
Uh, try again. Does the internet have no Wi-Fi or anything else there? So I'm trying to do this up today. Sure, that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, try to try to give us the pick again. Ninth race at Santa Anita, number one, auto line. Really improved going out to the nine for a long distance. He gets that same distance today. Uh, not a lot of pace in here. He'll have to work out a trip, but from the rail, he'll save all the ground. Five to one on the program, number one, auto line, race number nine, Santa Anita. Ninth race and ninth and final today at Santa Anita on the special Thursday card. John Lindo likes the one auto line, the one in the ninth. Don't forget, folks, the Lindo Report. It covers all the races every Southern California Racing Day and sometimes uh, specialized uh, racetracks on big days as well or when days when Santa Anita is, is off. The Linda Report, uh, wherever, whatever track he's doing, and certainly in Southern California all the time when Southern California is on. But the Linda Report is, is uh, available only in one place in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it's right here at the South Point in the racebook free of charge. Now, John Lindo, of course, goes with the Linda Report, goes over selections, and all the races on the day that uh, and the track that he uh, has the Linda report on, he suggests a late pick four uh, on that sheet, and he has a lot of goody information at the bottom uh, of that sheet as well. And uh, he uh, for the for the coast to coast pick five uh, at Gulfstream and Santa Anita, he will have uh, the coast to coast pick five on the sheet as well this weekend. Now, John, can you hear me? Uh, are we uh, still connected with you? Okay. You there, John? Yeah, I've got you fine. Okay, as long as we uh, seem yes, to... Yes, I am. Uh, 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 as long as we're okay right now as far as the winds or uh, raid or whatever it is, uh, uh, let's uh, update the jockey trainer standings if we can. Well, as far as the jocks go, we tie for the leaderboard. Juan Hernandez, uh, Flavian Pratt, 27 winners. Antonio Freezer's in third with 20. As far as the trainers, Mark Blatt's the leading trainer. He's got 15 winners. Phil D'Amato with 14, and Doug O'Neill with 13, and then you have Bob Baffert with 12. So they're all bunched as far as the trainers. And, Ralph, I couldn't believe it, but the percentage of favorites went up last week. We're now at 45% favorites for the meet. Isn't that amazing? You cut out on some of the other things, but we heard that perfectly clear. 45? 45%? <laughs> 45% for, for... 45% for the meet. Wow. Well, you know, all things they say equal out. So we're expecting some good-priced winners as the races move through the next month or so. That's for sure at Santa Anita. A real quick uh, update on the uh, training track. Oh. Uh, it's supposed to be done now at the end of February. It was supposed to be done middle of January. Had the ladies, had the rain, uh, had some construction delays. Hopefully done end of the. Okay, John, uh, we are losing you again, so we'll just sign off with you and, and uh, thank you for your um, attempts at trying to get to us today. But again, John's Lando report for today at San Anita, available right here at South Point free of charge. His pick in the ninth race was the one auto line. And as far as the uh, training track is concerned, they say now it should be done by the end of the month. Okay, we are wrapping up this almost Friday the Race Day Las Vegas radio program. Next time we'll see you, it will be Friday. In the meantime, hey! Have a great race day, everybody. It's Ralph Serato at Race Day Las Vegas morning on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com.